fancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Come on in for an evening of poems and stories about the American West. A land of legend, of romance, of friendship and courage. A mother load of remembrance. A true showcase of the Old West with the old cowboy, J.C. Holsey. Welcome to episode 54 of the Wall West Showdown. I hope you're looking forward to the coming year as much as I am. I'm excited to think about all the folks we'll be able to visit with and hear from them with their music and their poetry. In 1886, on Ellis Island in the New York Harbor, a copper-colored statue standing more than 305 feet from the foundation of its pedestal to the top of its torch began welcoming immigrants from around the world. In 1892, Ellis Island, located near Bedloe's Island, opened as America's chief immigration station, and for the next 62 years, Lady Liberty, as the statue is nicknamed, stood watch over more than 12 million immigrants who sailed into New York Harbor to become citizens of this great land we call America. It arrived in New York Harbor June 18, 1885, disassembled, a gift of friendship from the people of France to the people of America. It was shipped across the Atlantic Ocean as 350 individual pieces, packed in more than 200 cases, and the copper and iron statue was reassembled and dedicated the following year. The statue alone cost the French an estimated $250,000, more than $5.5 million in today's money. After being reassembled, the 450,000-pound statue was officially dedicated on October 28, 1856 by President Cleveland, who said, We will not forget that liberty has here made her home, nor shall her chosen altar be neglected. Some 60 years after President Calvin Coolidge designated the statue a national monument in 1924, it underwent a million-dollar restoration, which included a new torch and gold-leaf-covered flame, and was rededicated by President Ronald Reagan on July the 4th, 1986, at a lavish ceremony. Today, the Statue of Liberty is one of America's most famous landmarks. Over the years, it has been the site of political rallies and protests, it's been featured in numerous movies and countless photographs and has received millions of visitors from around the globe. Ballad of the American Cowboy He rides on his horse all day long. At night he sits by the fire and sings his songs. Up with the sun and drinks his coffee black, he rides all day with the sun on his back, shouting, Get up! and Whoa! back! As the cattle run by, these are the words of his roundup cry. He rides with many, but he is the best, and he never breaks stride, not even to rest, driving his herd over, over the prairie. His face is like leather, unshaven and hairy. He lays down by the fire with his stomach growling and listens to the music of the coyotes howling. This is the lifestyle of the American West, and only when he's dead will he stop to rest. Copyright 2016 by Lee Miller Western critic Jane Tompkins has argued that there is virtually no room in the Western genre for women. I disagree with Miss Tompkins because, as I've stated on past shows, 
The woman of the American West was the backbone of the family. Maybe not always a happy family, but without the woman, there would be no West. I'll even go so far as to say that there wouldn't be the America that we enjoy today. I do agree that the woman of the West sometimes had a difficult life. However, even with the life she sometimes had to endure, she still had a pivotal role in the formation of this great land. She solved mountainous problems behind closed doors by talking with her man and convincing him to vote or change the way things were done. Of course, there were some women who stepped to the forefront, took the bull by the horn, taking care of business in spite of the opposition from the male population. But the majority of decisions were made because of the women who were silent in public. I will agree with Miss Tompkins that the way books and movies have portrayed the woman have caused folks to see her as a meek, sometimes afraid to speak. However, I don't think this is true at all. I believe the woman of the West was a very strong person indeed, as they are in today's society. I think it's about time for some music. What do you think? I live out in the country. My place borders the BLM. We have our share of rodents. I try to rein them in, but I insulted their intelligence. When I tried to set some traps, they prevailed, and when all else failed, I went and got a cat. He was touted as a pretty good mouser. Got him shots, and I kept him fed. Then one day he just disappeared. Was it something that I said? Well, the rodents all moved right back in, left me wondering what to do. I settled on the obvious solution. Next time, I got two. Them cats were working out just fine, had things under control. Always made me feel real good, see them out there on patrol. But then one night there was a heck of a fight, a ruckus did occur. Suddenly it all dawned on me when all I found was fur. Those coyotes love my cat. They're connoisseurs, you know. They've given up rabbits and roadkill for Siamese and calico. Those coyotes love my cat. They give him an awful lickin'. You can hear him howling late at night. Means taste like chicken. scenario got repeated time or two I'd say we start naming our cats du jour entree and buffet but I stumbled upon a solution quite accidentally when a buddy of ours gave us the ugliest cat you will ever see now she was ugly even as a kitten now who could say a thing like that just a, a hideous monstrosity. We named her Franken-Cat. Well, Franken-Cat proved resilient. She managed to stick around. Of course, you couldn't look her in the face, but she kept the rodents down. When one night there was a holy commotion, them coyotes was about. 
We'd be picking out a brand new kitty cat Tomorrow I'd no doubt But suddenly there was a silence Followed by a lonesome coyote shout And I got there just in time See that ugly cat? Spit that coyote out Those coyotes love my cat They're connoisseurs, you know They've given up rabbits and roadkill Siamese and calico Those coyotes love my cat They've given an awful lickin' You can hear them howling late at night Means taste like chicken That was Bill Barwick. Thank you, Bill, so much for that song. Now let's visit with our guest. We want to welcome to the Wild West Showdown today the Arizona Cowgirl, Bobby Jean Olson. Welcome, Miss Olson. Well, thank you, JC. It's truly an honor to be a guest with you here today. You got quite a resume a cowgirl, a professional model, an actor, and a stunt woman. Has anybody ever told you you're trying to do too many things? Nope. Nope. <laughs> they tell me they tell me that almost every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think if you're going after your dreams, it can never be too much. I tend to agree with that. Absolutely. Being a stunt woman, that sounds pretty dangerous. Do you get injured very much? I have gotten injured, and I mostly just do Western projects. Mm-hmm. And that's riding horses, shooting guns, robbing stagecoaches, stuff like that, doubling the actresses so that they don't get hurt. I'm very comfortable on the horse and with the guns. I've been very blessed to not get hurt worse than I have. I've only been hurt just one time, really, pretty bad that I can remember. Tell me a little about yourself, where you were born, where you grew up, and where you're living now. I grew up in New Mexico and about 20 years ago moved to Arizona. Mm -hmm. And in New Mexico is where I got my start with doing the acting and the modeling. And from there, I went to L.A. for a little while, then got completely out of the business, moved to Arizona and got married and had a family. And about eight years ago, started back into it. So I wanted to promote the Western lifestyle in a positive, inspirational, motivational manner. And so that's what I focus on today is um, Western projects. I understand you live on a portion of the Red River Ranch that John Wayne once owned it. John Wayne actually owns 17,000 acres mm, okay. in the area. So it is a little tiny, small, small portion that we purchased from the Red River Ranch LLC itself. Okay. Our driveway is where John Wayne would land his private little plane and go out bird hunting. Mm. So sometimes when it's first thing in the morning and you're walking down the driveway and you just close your eyes for a moment, you think, oh my gosh, John Wayne actually walked this driveway mm. and owned it. It's, I think, for so many of us that live and love the Western lifestyle, John Wayne is a hero. I'm getting goosebumps, you're telling me that. <laughs> You said you're married. Do you have children? I am married. I've been married for about 18 years, and I have one son who is now 15, and he is um, aspiring to be an actor or a director, producer, and a writer. He loves the film industry. As of right now, you know, he's only 15, but it's exciting for me. 
How's the rest of your family and, and your friends feel about what you do for a living? My family is my top priority. My mom is close and my husband and Rowdy and we actually own a trading post as well, Western Trading Post, and we work together day in and day out as a family at the trading post. So we're a very close family. I have to thank them and thank God that they put up with my silliness of running away to go take pictures here. It's truly a blessing and sometimes I don't think I tell them how much I love them. We never do, do we? Do you find it a little difficult changing from cowboy boots to wearing high heels on the runway? I know this sounds funny, but for the most part, I wear cowboy boots on the runway, too. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> There's so many amazing Western designers. <laughs> I've been honored to work with many of them, getting to model high-end Western wear and leather and the jewelry. It's truly been a blessing because that's where I feel most comfortable when I can throw my boots on. So if I'm on the runway in my boots, it's just pretty fitting. You're taking this Western stuff pretty serious, ain't you? It's what I live and what I love. So why not do something that you love? A lot of folks aren't able to do that, and they're, they're envious of you, I know. It is a great feeling to be able to do something that you love. When you think about the Western lifestyle, what do you think about? You think about God. You think about your family. Mm-hmm. You think about how you treat others. There's so many aspects that go in with the Western lifestyle. It's not just about horses or Mm -hmm. cattle, but it's also who you are inside. That just makes it even more special. Okay, you've been in quite a few movies and TV shows. Can you give us a short rundown of, of some of them? When I was in New Mexico, I got to work with Chuck Norris on Walker, Texas Ranger. And I have to say, Chuck Norris was such an amazing, phenomenal, wonderful person. I ended up being almost two weeks on set with him. And wow, never more impressed with an actor than with Chuck Norris. Then just recently, I've worked on a faith-based family film called A Horse for Summer. Then I worked on Deadly Sanctuary with Dean Cain, Eric Roberts, Daniel Baldwin. So that was an honor to get to work with some of the more well-known actors actually acting alongside with them. I got to learn so much. And then I have a few Western projects coming up towards the fall and spring. So I'll keep my fingers crossed that they come about. I had a TV show a few years ago called Arizona Country TV. And it wasn't long-lasting, but I knew in my heart that that's the direction I really wanted to go, was to again, someday, hopefully soon, have a TV show of my own where I promote the Western lifestyle. I introduce the world to the amazing people that live it and love it every day. Because, I mean, you know how it is. There's singers and authors and designers and ropers and barrel racers. There's so many people involved in the Western lifestyle. And they have the most amazing gift and the most amazing story to share. And I want to be able to do that. Without the Internet, we'd have never known about some of these people. I know. This new technology has really helped us, hasn't it? It has. It's been amazing. I don't think you and I would have connected but if it wasn't through social media. Okay. You mentioned rubbing elbows with a lot of these big-name movie stars. Are they just regular people like you and me? Some are and some aren't. There's always those beautiful people that are out there not just to be successful themselves, 
but aren't afraid to say, hey, grab my arm. Let's walk this road to success together. Mm -hmm. There's always those amazing people like that. And that's who I want to surround myself with. Exactly. You know, those beautiful, amazing people that aren't afraid to give away those little secrets and say, hey, good luck. I'll be there when you make it. Right. You've done a lot of shows, and, and you mentioned some of them. Do you have a favorite Sometimes I look back and I think, wow, did I really do that? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't even seem like reality that that's me on this side. Mm -hmm. And then I'm here working at the trading post on this side. Sometimes it's hard to even fathom that I've been so blessed to be able to do this. So I think every single project, at the time it was positive or negative, there's always been a positive that's came out of it. Mm -hmm. I thank God every day for all these wonderful opportunities and the fact that I'm still above ground instead of 10 feet under, huh? Right. Six feet under, aren't it? They're going to bury you deeper. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie or TV star? I always, as a young girl, I always looked up to Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, wow, if she can make it coming from nothing, <laughs> yeah. then myself coming from nothing, I've got to be able to make it too. And then, of course, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, Chuck Norris was just such a stellar gentleman. That's a memory that will stick with me forever. Mm-hmm. And how he treated everybody, whether you were just an extra or you were a supporting character, he treated everybody the same. And I thought, wow, lead by example. He truly did that. Have you ever considered writing a novel? No. No? No. Is that a definite no? Well, as of right now, oh. I guess. Okay. You know, there, there's so many other individuals that have an amazing story that will touch lives for years and years to come. I'm not there. You're touching lives every time you step on the stage, every time you step on a runway. You're reaching lives. I hope that the young ladies will see me and will be inspired to no matter what kind of bumps in the road or circumstances that they're in at the time, that they won't forget to set goals and dreams, to believe in themselves, keep their faith, and accomplish those dreams. Okay, how about singing? Do you sing? No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like a definite there. That was definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have a favorite singer? Dolly Parton. And has been just because at tough times when I was young, I would listen to her music and mm-hmm. then felt like I could go and accomplish the things that at that time I didn't think I could. You know, you're reaching the people the same way that Dolly reaches them. Well, not yet, get. but well, I hope one day I, I do. I hope, I hope I could just touch millions of lives. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite treat as a kid, like candy, cake, something like that? As a young girl, it was food. (laughs) Just food? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so... Well, food's not not considered a treat, is it? I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it was a good thing for me growing up, so Mm -hmm. I liked it. Okay, what was your favorite food? Beans and meat. Beans, hey, you sound like a cowgirl now. (laughs) And it still is today. That, that so. was my next question. What's your favorite treat today? Yeah. Beans and meat. That's my favorite food, but I do have to say sometimes I sneak away with ice cream. Okay. Yeah. What's the best way for folks to contact you? Through my website. Through your website. You mm-hmm. want to give that address? It is bobbyjean.com. 
and there's a it just says contact me and I get all that information and also through Facebook I have a lot of individuals contact me through Facebook asking how can I get into the business or what do I need to do to get started in either modeling or acting or both so I sit down and visit with them see what direction they want to do see how, how serious do you want to be about it? If you don't know really anything about the industry, I always recommend that they research two or three of the top agencies in the area and then go sit down and visit with them and find out who, what, where, when, and why. And I always tell them, do not pay an agent or a manager up front. That's not the correct way. And then with the acting, you also need an agent or manager, but you'll need great headshots. And so I tell them to start working with different photographers. And there's a, there's a little bit of little suggestions that I visit with them about to help them maybe go after their goals and dreams. Okay, you're making it sound like it's pretty tough. Is it pretty tough to follow in your footsteps? Nothing just falls out of the sky. You know that. Exactly. It takes a lot of hard work, determination. It takes sacrifice. It's not easy. You have to stick with it. You get so many no's before you get that yes. But I always tell people, don't be afraid to go after that goal or that dream or to ask somebody because you always have a 50-50 chance. You're going to get it or they're going to say yes. And if you don't try, how are you ever going to know? I think if you got that passion, that heartfelt passion that you can't not try not at least try you have to try don't give up there's always ways i live in a little tiny town out in the middle of nowhere pretty much Mm -hmm. and i don't have an agent i don't have a manager but i keep knocking on those doors Mm -hmm. i write down something that i want to do and i figure out who to contact or what i need to do and it's a lot of legwork and sometimes i I cry. I get frustrated. Sometimes the comments aren't the nicest comments, but that can't break you down. you got to have faith in yourself and believe in yourself, too, and keep going. You don't have an agent. You don't have a, anybody to help you. You're doing all this on your own. I have my wonderful husband oh, that gives me yes. a swift kick of the butt and says, hey, <laughs> <laughs> let's focus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I I do with my family support because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to travel and go to Sheridan, Wyoming for a shoot or mm-hmm. go here to move, work on this movie. Yeah, I've, I've knocked on a lot of doors and I've had a lot of no's, but I've also had how many yeses? I want to ask your age, but you've been at it for quite a while. I started in New Mexico, and then I went to L.A. Then from L.A., I came back like a dog with his tail between the legs. Mm. I thought, Ooh, this is a hard business. I'm just getting out. So I moved to Arizona. Then, like I said, about eight years ago, I said, I want to do this. I want to see where it'll take me. So I did. I went and visited with a couple of agents, and they said, no, the Western genre, it's dead. We don't do anything oh, with good. You need to be the typical soccer mom. And mm-hmm. I thought, wow, that's not my vision. No. Why sign with somebody that could not see my vision, could not believe in what I feel that I could accomplish? So I just started kind of doing it on my own. It's unbelievable how far you've I can't, I can't fathom because I, I talk with people every day and, and we have to have help. 
and yet you're doing it with just you and your husband and your family. That's that's amazing. And I did have an agent in New Mexico and then in California, mm-hmm. but uh, when I moved to Arizona and got out, I, I haven't worked mm-hmm. with an agent. We hear this a lot in the book business, also the Western's dead. And maybe at one time uh, it might have been, but the Internet came along and we found all of these other folks out there that feel the same way we do. There's no way the Western is dead. There's no way the Western genre is dead. And it won't ever be. No. Because uh-huh. it'll be passed on from generation to generation, even though they may see it a little bit different than some of us others do. It's still going to be alive. There's going to be ropers and barrel racers and authors mm-hmm. and movie producers, designers. They're all going to be keeping the Western genre alive through their love of it. Won't you spell your name? You spell your middle name a little different. Won't you go ahead and, and tell us how to spell it? Okay, well, my first name is Bobby, B-O-B-B-I, and then Jean, J-E-E-N. Okay. And so la- it's Bobby. Last, last name? is Olson, O-L-S-O-N. All right, great. And my website is bobbyjean.com. Bobbyjean.com, all right. We've enjoyed having you on the Wild West Showdown today, and I want to give an invitation from the old cowboy to the Arizona cowgirl to come back and visit with us any time. It was an absolute honor getting to visit with you today on your show, and I want to say thank you for all you do at Keeping the West Alive. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, back at you. Now let's listen to Bill Howard, The First Time We Danced. That wood floor was shining from the light up above as we sway to a slow country song our eyes locked together we were holding on tight completely in a different zone let's bring We share first time we dance like a honeymoon fever that fills up two hearts. Our love grew with each little glance the first time we danced. I know you still love me And I love you too 
But somehow we've lost that old flame We can light up some candles Here in this room Get close as the radio plays Let's bring back those old feelings We share the first time we dance Like a honeymoon fever That fills up two hearts our love grew with each little glance the first time we This episode of the Wild West Showdown has been brought to you by Outlaws Publishing, LLC. Outlaws Publishing is a publishing house that wants to help you publish your book and enjoy that feeling of becoming a published author. But I don't write westerns, you say. Not to worry. Outlaws has several subsidiaries to publish any genre except erotica. So you can stop searching for a publisher that will treat you right. Outlaws Publishing will treat you right, guaranteed. Send an email to jc at outlawspublishing.com. Let us know you have a story that you'd like to have published. Now, how about hollering for the kids to come on back in? It's time for some cowboy wisdom. Don't sell your mule to buy a plow. This is the old cowboy saying adios and happy trails. Come on back next week to the Wild West Showdown with the old cowboy J.C. Holsey.